Welcome to What You Say in English, the podcast where you can get feedback on your speaking skills. Just send your recording, and Frank will tell you what you're doing great and where you probably need to improve on. What are you waiting for? We want to hear what you say in English. Welcome to episode 36 of What You Say in English. You might be wondering why I haven't posted any podcasts, any episodes in two weeks. Well, if you don't notice by now, you will uh, hear that uh, my voice is not, it's uh, uh, barely recovering. These last weeks, I've had uh, very serious uh, problems with the allergies. The pollen levels in Madrid have increased enormously and it has affected my capacity to speak well. I've continued teaching. I haven't done any examining at all, but I've continued teaching. And I mean, so even even though that I can, um, you know, teach my classes and, you know, my students understand that, you know, I'm going through this problem with the allergies. I mean, my voice was not okay to produce a podcast. And still, you can hear, you can hear for yourself that my voice is not doing really, really well. But anyway, I didn't want to let uh, much time go. And uh, here I'm back again with wonderful surprises for you all. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about TakeIELTS.net. I contacted them recently, you know, that they're my one, uh, my only sponsor for this show, and they gladly accepted uh, to send me a, a mock of their own exams. Yes, it's a speaking exam, and also because I have all uh, other wonderful news about the, the platform. You know that with the 10% discount that you get from uh, our podcast, my podcast, uh, you can take all the mock exams you want for IELTS. Um, but with, without further ado, and before explaining what the surprises are for TakeIELTS.net, take a listen to our ad. How long have you been preparing for your IELTS exam and still don't know how to improve? TakeIELTS.net takes your exam preparation a step further by mixing real-life mock exams with full reports on your performance written by real IELTS examiners. More than 53,000 test takers have benefited from a recognized and trusted mock exam with high reliability and high-quality standards. Save 10% in your next order with what you say in English. Go to TakeIELTS.net and use the code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, during checkout. So the first announcement from TakeIELTS.net came with this incredible surprise. Before, uh, sometime before, I mean, the, the candidates, if you wanted to take a, a mock from their platform, you were not able to save your progress. And that was a, a feature that has been requested by all the people that have taken their exams and they have heard their claims and they have recently launched some of their most requested features. And this week, um, the people from TakeIELTS.net are very pleased to tell you all about them. Their platform now syncs their answers with their servers in real time, meaning that if, uh, you ha if you have any problems, you get disconnected during a test or wish 
to continue a test at a later time because you have things to do, you won't have to answer the questions you have already answered. I mean, you don't have to start over. This is a real time saver, you guys, because it's amazing that you can start and you can leave the exam just halfway through and then uh, start doing the things you got to do and then come back anytime exactly and get exactly at the same point you left the exam. Another requested feature that users uh, can do is that they can skip a certain part of the test and continue to the next skill. Um, they can now even send an unfinished test for evaluation. And this is very, very important because if you want to focus on very specific areas, you know that the IELTS is divided in types of questions. So if you have, for example, true, false, not given, or yes, no, not given, um, then you can send only those uh, parts answered and you will get feedback on those parts because I know that some people have difficulty with a certain kind of task and this would be an incredible lifesaver because you don't have to focus I mean you can do the rest of course and you can you will get your evaluation but now you can send very specific tasks for evaluation this is very useful for users who wish to focus on only one specific IELTS skill and last but not least users can now send their feedback and inquiries on each test so they can answer them as soon as possible. So if you have any questions about a, a very uh, a specific uh, exam, you will be able to do so and you will get feedback as soon as possible. So isn't that wonderful news? If you didn't uh, take advantage of takeIELTS.net, you can do so now. Remember that by using the special code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, during checkout, you will get a 10% discount from uh, from what you say in English. Um, I'm, trying, I'm really trying my best with my voice, but you know, I have to make the, uh, I have to make do with what I have right now. But I didn't want to leave you alone. And the other surprise that I have is that we're going to have a full mock speaking from TakeIELTS.net after some emails from me to the department to the pertinent department at TakeIELTS.net. They gladly sent me this material. And of course, I'm going to read the um, the responses that they got, the feedback that they got from the qualified examiners that they have. So my suggestion is before you get to listen to the to the mock exam, every question, there are 16 questions. So number every question. My advice is write down the question and make some notes about what the person said, the candidate. The candidate is anonymous. We don't have a name. We don't have an, an origin. We The person obviously comes from an Asian country. You will listen, you know, because of the accent, but uh, it doesn't, I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's only a generalization, okay? So only because of the accent, I can probably assume that the person comes from an Asian country. Um, so take a note of the questions, the number of the question, and the question itself and the answer given. So you have a lot of note taken to do. And at the end, when the, the mock is finished, I will read from the report what the examiner said, okay? So... Without further ado, this is the mock. Question 
Question one. What games are popular in your country? In my countries, there are a lot of uh, games which are popular, like volleyball, uh, football, cricket, and um, hockey, which is our national game too, and so on. And uh, because uh, our uh, Uh, country is country people are very interested in games they like to enjoy watching them on tv or uh, locally uh, government um, always organize some of the games uh, which uh, in which native people like to take take part question 2 do you play any games fond of games uh, from since my childhood but because um, uh, when i was children uh, it was in my nature to uh, playing all t- all the time but during um, a school time sometimes if teacher is absent i always uh, prefer to play some games with my friends uh, some physical games you can say and uh, still i am uh, very fond of uh, playing with my children and uh, often i play with them uh, in my, our garden or maybe in some uh, sporty area we will uh, go for playing question 3 how do people learn to play games in your country in my country Uh, some institutes are uh, devoted to uh, teach the kids uh, teach the people about uh, games and uh, many people t- uh, take part every year our country also take part in olympics so there is an organization for this purpose which uh, uh, give chance to the uh, local people to take part in games uh, so that they can select uh, some of them for the olympics or uh, final cricket matches or football matches and so on question 4 do you think it's important for people to play games actually i am uh, fond of uh, playing games so definitely i will uh, recommend other people to uh, play games maybe some are uh, may, uh, some uh, w- uh, will not show any interest in playing games but in my personal opinion uh, everyone should play ga- physical games because it will give you some sort of exercise and uh, body exertion and uh, you uh, know how to do some teamwork and uh, like uh, when in teams we always like to um, uh, win our team uh, so teamwork is also involved in the games so we should always play. question 5 which part of your country do most people live in In my countries uh in my country there are villages and cities um and uh, mostly people like to come to the cities so that they can get education job and other facilities 
बट देर आर मैनी पीपल हु आर स्टिल इंटरेस्टेड इन लिविंग इन विलेजेस बिकॉज यू नो लिविंग इन विलेजेस इज मोर कम्फर्टेबल एंड ईजी एज कम्पेयर टू लिव इन अटी the people who are habitual of living cities they like to live in cities and uh, the people who are habitual of living in uh, countryside they like question 6 tell me about the main industries there there are a lot of industries trees in my uh, country uh, actually farming is very important and the uh, industry uh, in um, in industry in the uh, clothing is very important in my country people like to make clothes and uh, the quality of our clothes um, is very good uh, you can say excellent and um, it, uh, the clothes are very famous uh, many uh, countries ex- uh, import our clothes and um, uh yeah, and there are a lot more things it's a farming land also uh question 7 how easy is it to travel around your country as compared to past it is very easy now to travel in my country um especially uh the in village areas uh there are trains uh which take us to the village areas but uh, there are lot more issues uh, uh towards the mountain areas um there are still less um uh, uh transport system and we cannot easily travel there uh, uh especially in mountain areas uh, like mari aswat kagan these all areas are still unreachable question 8 has your country changed much since you were a child well now my country is entirely different uh when i was a child there were less cars less um, transport uh, traffic on the roads and um, other thing is that some wilderness areas were very clean and calm now whenever i go there uh recently uh there were a lot of garbage and the environment was not as clean as uh, it were in my it was in my childhood there are a lot of people there and uh, many uh commercial things took place question 9 do you like animals well i love animals because uh, they are very crucial for our environment and uh, we should now think seriously about them because we are taking uh, most of their habitat um and making their habitat something else like we are making big markets big malls and uh, other industries are taking place of uh, animals uh, areas and uh, there are many less pay, uh, areas left for the animals 
so I feel very sympathetic towards them uh, and hope for the future that our government... Question 10. Do people in your country keep pets? Well, yes, uh, in my country there are a lot of devices now and uh, people always like to uh, keep uh, pets uh, to write something or to watch on uh, the uh, pets uh, for the songs or for the movies or videos. So uh, many people have uh, pets. Okay, keep pets. Okay, many of our uh, countries, uh, uh, people have pets in their homes. They like to keep pets uh, because um, you know, many times they keep them out of uh, uh, their... Part 2, Question 11. I'd like you to describe an animal that can be found in your country. You should talk about it for one to two minutes. Before you talk, you will have one minute to think about what you're going to say. You can make some notes if you wish. Okay, you can start talking now. Today I would like to talk about tigers, uh, which uh, can be found in my uh, country's jungles. And uh, they um, are very beautiful and, uh, of course, dangerous animals. And people like to go to the zoos to uh, watch it. They cannot go to the jungle to uh, in search of it. Many uh, in the past, many people used to um, kill them uh, for their uh, hunting, um, and uh, because of their, this, uh, there are now very less. Uh, tigers left in our jungles. So I like uh, about this animal uh, uh, that whenever I see that animal in the uh, in a cage, uh, I feel that uh, it's uh, not, it is not happy uh, with its situation. And uh, we can see how uh, it stares as, uh, at us. And uh, they, as they are, they act as uh, uh, this animal is not afraid of us. Uh, it looks in our eyes, and they uh, always uh, uh, looks angry. And uh, people in our country like the tigers very much. They uh, like to use its picture as logos or um, DPs and uh, they want to watch it um, very often and for that purpose they like to go to zoos to check out what tigers are doing these days. So it's Question 12. What effects do you think humans have on wild animals? Obviously humans have very bad effects on wild animals. Because we are continuously taking their habitats and it is very difficult for them to exist in this world. And uh, uh, through noise pollution, through uh, cutting the woods, we are continuously disturbing them. And we are not taking care of them 
actually. Uh, and they are very much uh, important for environment. We should take serious actions to save their habitat and to let them live. Question 13. What measures could we take to protect wildlife? There are a lot of measures uh, uh, we can take to protect wildlife. Uh, one is that we should um, reduce the plastic pollution so that uh, marine life can be safe. And uh, other thing is uh, jungles. We should not reduce jungle. We should not use woods for making a lot of furniture as we are doing nowadays. Uh, we are uh, using a lot of woods to make furniture. And uh, we should take care of their habitat. We should not reduce their habitat so that they can live freely and uh, on white places. You know. Question 14. What was your favorite animal when you were a child? When I was a child, I had a parrot. It was very beautiful parrot with red beak and green body. Uh, you can say feathers. And uh, it was very dear to me. I always uh, gave him food. And sometimes I, I left the, uh, its cage open. It, it, uh, many times it came out and uh, become vulnerable for, um, uh, from, from the danger of cat. So it was very lovely. It always uh, mimicked the children and uh, different voices of our... Um, uh... Question 15. What is your opinion about animals being kept in prison? Well, in my opinion, it is very cool to keep them in prison because uh, they are animals. They want to live their life. They want to live freely. Uh, a small cage or a small area which is given by us is not enough for them. And uh, it can be, uh, it can reduce their uh, movement. Uh, they cannot find uh, their prey by themselves. We will feed them so they will lose their capabilities um, step by step. And uh, gradually they will lose their abilities and capabilities due to... Question 16. If you have children in the future, will you allow them to raise a pet? In the future, well, it can be possible because keeping a pet is uh, a source of amusement for children. But I will, uh, um, I will prepare them for keeping a pet. It is not that easy task, in my opinion. It might, I think that it is not easy. That it's, a, it's a kind of huge duty to have a pet. You have to take care of its food, uh, its cleanliness, or maybe you will have to take them once a while to the doctor to keep them healthy. So it is, uh, I will prepare them uh, that they should...
of you may have noticed that the exam was cut, and this is addressed in the report. Um, you know, it, this is something that you have to remember, but it will be mentioned, it was mentioned in the report, okay, in, and under time management. But the first thing that is mentioned in the report uh, written by the examiner is hesitations. And Maybe you noticed it yourselves. I mean, remember that hesitations can severely affect your performance. And I know that a lot of people hesitate, you know, on a daily basis when they have conversations. But remember that you're examined on your speaking skills and your ability to uh, produce language effectively. So hesitations will definitely affect your performance. In this case, the report says that the candidate's fluency was affected by the pauses that she made, especially in questions 4, 6, 7, 10, and 14. If you go back, if you download this this, this podcast, you will hear that in questions 4, 6, 7, 10, and 14, the candidate severely was severely affected by the hesitations. Um, the, of course, this affects the fluency, the, the overall fluency. So this candidate must try to hesitate less. This kind of hesitation is also called language hesitation, which means that the candidate struggled to find the right word or grammatical form. And this is something very important. This this is what the examiner said. And I agree because it's not the same when you try to think of something to say, which is very normal in in you know everyday conversation. Sometimes you you're trying to think of what to say. But if you're looking for the word, if you're looking for the grammat the correct grammatical form, that kind of hesitation, of course, will affect your overall performance in the exam. And I continue reading from the report. It says, to decrease the impact of such pauses, try using more gap fillers in your speech. But be careful because gap fillers can be really good. And, and this is for me. Uh, gap fillers can be really good, but try not to overuse them. So sometimes uh, we have the typical, you know, we have the typical, uh, though that's a very difficult question. But, you know, sometimes using them will it definitely, as the examiner said, will increase the the way your fluency in your answer. The answers were direct. I'm, I'm continue reading with uh, from the report. Your uh, <clears throat> the candidate's answers were direct, and the length was mainly acceptable, but. Uh, she should increase the pace of her speech a bit to sound more natural. You know, she wanted, uh, she, she didn't sound as natural as, you know, uh, you know, required for higher, higher marks and, you know, to have more fluency. So this is what the report said. And I can also say that I agree because sometimes, and, and in terms of grammatical range and accuracy and, and lexical resource, I think she was fine. And, but that's the problem. Sometimes when you go directly and answer the question directly, sometimes you're left without saying much. And you have to really add up and start, you know, putting a little more from from your resource to make it sound more natural. And of course, hesitation will definitely affect the way you speak. Okay, so... Again, uh, for questions 4, 6, 7, 10, and 14, this candidate was affected um, by, you know, hesitations.
a second aspect that was brought up by their report is time management. And I'm, I'm going to read what the report says. It says, also, manage your time so that you don't run out of time. If you heard... I mean, if probably you noticed that in questions five, six, ten, and fifteen, almost the you know the penultimate one, the candidate ran out of time. Uh, this is something that you also have to consider. Of course, in the real exam, when you speak to another to a to a to an examiner live, the examiner will do some accommodations. I mean, we'll accommodate to your answers and we'll probably not interrupt you as a recording does. So when you when you record your answers is different. It's a different story. But again, I agree with the examiner. You have to learn how to manage your time. So managing your time, knowing how much time, especially for part um for part two, you know, the, the part in which you have to speak for one minute. And of course, the examiner tells you, don't worry if I stop you. Um, manage your time because that will help you uh, come up with a more rounded up answer, a, a fuller answer. Okay, so I will continue reading. It says, the range of cohesive devices used was great, and the transition phrases were used effectively. So this is really good. And, and actually, this is, you know, band scores six and seven minimum, because you can uh, use effectively the way you, you use the, the Lincoln devices. A third aspect that was brought up by the report is grouping together, paraphrasing, referencing, and self-correction. These are three things that sometimes people don't pay too much attention to. The report says, you should try paraphrasing and referencing more often to make your responses even more coherent. And let me explain this, because sometimes when you say something, your answer was not completely clear. And this happens to everybody. It happens to me. It happens to everybody. Sometimes what you say isn't very clear. So you have to paraphrase yourself. You have to explain what you said or to give an example in which that is applicable. Whatever you said was applicable. So referencing comes in the paraphrasing when you reference to something you already said okay things like as i said before um, as i mentioned before things like that so referencing yourself is essential i'll continue reading there are some instances of self-correction and it goes to questions four five six ten and fourteen this is a good sign. Self-correction uh, can be good, but in excess, for example, in this case, it was in five questions, four, five, six, 10, and 14. In this case, for example, correcting yourself too much will decrease your fluency. And this is what the report says. I agree with the examiner because if you correct yourself too much, you will diminish your fluency. And remember that when you become self-aware, when you're too self-aware about the mistakes you make, sometimes it affects your fluency. And this is, we can't help it. But try 
try to, you know, this can be overcome very easily by practicing. You know that practice makes perfect. Recording yourself, listening to that recording, and reflecting on what you said will help you. I'll continue reading from the report. So, self-correction decreases your fluency, thus don't be too pedantic when you make a mistake and only correct it if it impedes communication. And this is true. Remember that the mistakes don't affect your performance too much if they don't impede communication. I'll continue with the report. You also repeated some words, the candidate repeated some words, keywords, to link her sentences, which is absolutely great, uh, especially to sound more coherent. But she had to be careful not to repeat one word too often. Okay, so uh, remember that if you noticed, you can go back and you can listen again to the to the whole mock. She repeated a few words quite frequently. So, uh, by counting the number of times she she repeated, and this is a great listening exercise. You go back to the to the monk speaking to listen to all the answers she gave and count the number of times she repeated a word. Okay, so this is something that you also have to you know try to avoid if you really want to improve on your speaking skills. Now, when it comes to lexical resource, the range of words used, I'm, I'm reading from the report, it says, the range of words used, especially when discussing familiar topics, was great. So that was good. And of course, uh, I'm, now I'm speaking for myself. Remember that these goes, this goes specifically from the lower band scores, you know, one, two, three, four, even up to five. But if you want to increase from five and get to a six, for example, you have to start using more complex vocabulary. Uh, I'll continue with the report. But for questions 10 to 16, you need to use less common words and more idiomatic terms to show the examiner that you can use many words and you can uh, speak naturally as well. And this is true. Remember that the scope of the speaking exam goes in crescendo. Crescendo means like it's growing in, uh, it's widening the scope. Uh, the first part is basically personal questions and of course you have to talk about personal things familiar things uh part two is you know your your own individual long term you have to speak on your own for a length of time but part three and the questions that are asked after part two will be a chance to expand and to really express your opinion. And this is very important because that's the part in which you really show how advanced level you have. Okay? So because you have to use a wider resource of vocabulary and expressions. I'll continue from the report. It says... Um, you need to show the examiner that you can use many words, okay? So, learning synonyms and antonyms would help a lot. You, uh, the, the candidate used many less frequently words, uh, you know, as well as one or two idiomatic phrases, but she still needed to use more of such items. When expanding her vocabulary range, she shouldn't forget to check their collocations. 
Moreover, some words were repeated over and over again. Instead of that, try paraphrasing, you know, question 12. Um, some, finally, um, she needed to learn more about how nouns change after qualifiers, quantifiers like some, a lot of, and things like that, especially in questions seven and nine. And this is true. I mean, sometimes, and I remember one, for example, uh, when she was talking about her childhood, she said, when I was children and things like that. So, you know, uh, making, um, making coherent uh, cohesions and, and joining words effectively you know the word the, the way words collocate the word the way words go with each other in english we have certain collocations that may no may not be as transparent as you know other languages sometimes the collocations that you use in your own language will affect the way you collocate words in english <laughs> And finally, the grammatical resource, the grammatical range and accuracy. Uh, I'm going to read from the report. It says, uh, her sentences were a mix of complex and simple structures. The more complex sentences she uses, the better. Generally, the grammatical accuracy of her sentences was fine, but some errors kept repeating. These errors are rather simple, but they sometimes interfered with communication and they were frequent. And this is very important. It's not about the mistakes you make. Well, it is, of course, but it's how frequent they are and how systematic they are. And remember that mistakes and errors are not the same. So when you make a mistake is basically when you make a mistake, you probably knew that it was not like that, but you made a mistake only occasionally. But if it's an error, it's because it's more systematic. It's something that you probably don't know, or it's a fossilized mistake that, you know, became fixed in your oral production. Sometimes students make the same mistake over and over again, and it becomes like that. It becomes fossilized. It becomes part of their speech. Okay, so that's when they become frequent. And I'll continue reading from the report. It says, therefore, uh, she must take care of them. And it mentions four things. The report mentions four areas in grammatical range and accuracy that she needs to work on. Articles and their correct use, especially in questions two and three. You know that articles can be a little bit tricky uh, to dominate. So making sure that you know how to use articles, uh, the indefinite articles, an, and the definite article, the, can be very tricky. The second point was there must be an agreement between the verb and the subject. And this goes with, especially with thing, uh, with singular and plurals, you know, like people is and, you know, instead of saying people are and things like that. So this was evident in question three, um, you know, making sure that your verb and the subject and the verb agree, you know, that they, they are the right conjugation. Remember, this, this goes with singular and plurals quite a lot. The third point was review all the tenses and their structure, especially in questions two and four, and when she should use each tense. Keep in mind that when, uh, when people are sharing a memory of the past, they should stick to the past tense. 
And this is what we call coherence. You know, like you know that you're talking about the past, so you have to be consistent with the use of past tenses. Okay, remember the episode that I in which I talked about the use of used to, would, past simple to talk about uh, past habits. And you have to talk about a lot about past habits in the IELTS exam and, you know, making sure that you're consistent with the tenses. The fourth point in the report was review the rules about countable and uncountable nouns and the quantifiers we use with them. And this goes for questions 1, 2, 8, 15, 7, and 9. Let me repeat that. 1, 2, 8, 15, 7, and 9. So you can imagine. So she made a lot of mistakes with quantifiers. And remember that quantifiers is, you know, the words that we use to express quantity in English, like some, few, little, much more, you know, things like that. So making sure that, you know, uh, you know how to use them effectively. There's a final paragraph in the report uh, which says that overall, she managed to speak clearly, even though a few words were not so very clearly heard, you know, in, in terms of pronunciation. She should work on different ways of pronouncing the schwa sound in English. I will, I will make a podcast about this. I think this is very important. Sometimes the schwa can make a difference in the way you talk in English. So... Uh, pronouncing the schwa in English and the distinction between the W sound and the V sound. This was evident, and this is typical from um, many Asian and other, I would say, Latin American countries. For example, they have difficulty making a difference between the W sound and the V sound. Uh, I'll continue with the report. It says, your speech was a bit monotonous. This is the intonation. But uh, she can easily improve her intonation and get a better score. She can find some rules regarding intonation. In You know, there's a resource, the BBC resource. Uh, and last but not least, don't forget about stress, you know, the stress of words. And, you know, she should check that the stress in, of each word falls on the right syllable. So, uh, in question 13, this was evident. Um, and then, of course, I can tell you the same thing. I completely agree with the, the, the comments from the examiner. I think that making sure that you're stressing the word on the right syllable is done well, because it's not the same when we say desert, when we say dessert. It's not the same word. It almost sounds like the same word, but the stress is different, okay? Uh, and things like that, of course. And this is the end of today's episode. Again, once again, I'm so sorry that my voice is not, um, you know, 100%, uh, you know, in working conditions. But again, I didn't want to let another week go without a podcast, without an episode. I I was feeling very strange and weird because I was not, uh, you know, I was not giving my best and I was not telling, you know, all my followers that, you know, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm always here to, you know, offer you something. And I hope that today's episode can make up for all the, you know, the two weeks that I didn't post anything. So once again, I'm very sorry. And I hope you can accept set me again in your homes and in your, you know, in your uh, listening devices, your 
iPods and iPhones and Android devices or anywhere you listen to the podcast. Remember that this would not be possible without you. And I really appreciate all your support and all your help and all your comments, uh, especially Jose and Benguechea. You know, he's one supporter uh, of, of the podcast. Uh, so, Jose, I hope you're doing great. And remember that I'm always here. And remember that our conversation is still is still you know we have to do that conversation okay so for all the people you know the people from the facebook group uh masters of english kangura english and the c1 preparation group that i also belong to to all of you you are amazing and you give me the inspiration to continue so thank you very much i hope that next week i will feel a lot better with my voice and until next time bye bye